Hello and welcome to the Katie Helper Show. We're here every Wednesday night on WBAI. That's 99.5 FM or WBAI.org. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Like us and rate us. Give us stars. Say how great we are. And or follow us on SoundCloud. And we are bringing you an exclusive interview with Jane Elliott. You may have heard that rapper and Bernie Sanders endorser Killer Mike made a terrible mistake on Tuesday night during a speech at Morehouse College in Atlanta when he quoted a quote-unquote woman who used the word quote-unquote uterus. Twitter and several media outlets blasted Michael Render, a.k.a. Killer Mike, for sexism. Interestingly enough, most of them didn't bother to explain what he was really saying or who the woman he had cited was. Turns out, feminist, anti-racist, educator, and activist Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott created the anti-bigotry Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes exercise in 1968. I'm your host, Katie Halper. We are so excited to be back. If it's 6 p.m. on a Wednesday, chances are you're not doing anything except listening to the Katie Halper show. Am I right? Uh, with total focus, with laser total beam, focus. precise focus yes. and attention. And the person who just responded to my question, in addition to everyone out there on the radio waves and on the, the podcast waves later on on iTunes or on 99.5 FM right here at WBAI, is none other than Gabe Pacheco. That's Hi. right. The Robin to your Batman. The Robin to my Batman. Mr. G-A-B-E Pacheco. Pacheco. The Robin to my Batman, or depending on the day, the Robin to my Howard, <laughs> as in Howard Stern. Am I right? I oh, love it. Thank love you. It. Love, love Robin it. Quivers. Love, love Robin. her. I'm, so. She's actually literally quivering with excitement about Robin Quivers. We're going to bring you an interview with Jane Elliott. We're going to be talking to Jane Elliott. She's the woman who explained that she didn't want to vote for Hillary over a uterus. Someone named Killer Mike from the... Rap duo Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels quoted that it was taken totally out of context. I wrote about it. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Wrote about it. Raw story. Totally out of context. They made it seem like he was saying having a uterus disqualifies you from running for president. It was very unfair. The media did a terrible job with headlines, as usual. They distorted it. And Bernie Sanders, he was at Morehouse College yesterday, a historically black college, and he had a, a supporter speak for him, Killer Mike, who made headlines on his own. Let me play it. When people tell us, hold on, wait a while, and that's what the other Democrat is telling you, hold on, Black Lives Matter, just wait a while. Hold on, young people in this country, just wait a while. And, and then, and then she, she get good, she have your own mama come to you, your mama sit down and say, well, you're a woman. But I talked to Jane Elliott a few weeks ago, and Jane said, Michael, a uterus doesn't qualify you to be president of the United States. You have to be. You have to have policy that's reflective of social justice. Paying women a fair wage is social justice. And that woman, none other than Jane Elliott, is joining us on the phones. Are you there, Jane? Yes, but it's hard for me to talk with the, to get the, the, uh, the telephone up past my horns. Oh, your horns. It's true, guys. Mm-hmm. Having horns, being a devil, being a devilish woman, <laughs> does sometimes obstruct phone access. So we appreciate... Yes, it does. It's hard to sit on my tail and my horns. Oh. The whole thing is really difficult. You guys, that's amazing. Jane Elliott is not only joining us, but she is dealing with the double burden of the tail and the horns that comes along with being a uterine-hating devil child woman. Jane, thank you so much for joining us. Um, can you tell us, we, I know who you are, um, listeners probably know who you are, but I want you to describe in your own words who you are because I was very angry that these people who are describing Killer Mike sexism and, and the sexism that you ap- apparently perpetuate didn't bother naming you. 
They called you a woman. So if you're upset about the uterus because it essentializes women, maybe you should do your homework and see who that uterus-bearing woman is. Yeah, I'm the, I'm that that uh, absolutely unacceptable teacher who the day after Martin Luther King Jr. was killed put her all Christian, all white children in a little teeny, tiny town in Iowa called Restville through an exercise in discrimination based on the color of their eyes in order to give them some idea of how it feels to be treated unfairly on the basis of a physical characteristic over which you have absolutely no control. We're going through that same thing again today. Today, it's Killer Mike, because he, as a black man, had the audacity to say the word uterus. Right. Now, all this sexism and racism just comes boiling up to the top because we haven't gotten rid of it. We don't intend to get rid of it. Many of us make our living off it, mm. probably myself included. Wow, However, it's, wow it's that's honest. I'm, I, I admire that you just said that. I mean, I would never describe you that way, but it's not everyone who works in anti-racism who then acknowledges that they make a living off of racism. But, of course, you are someone who does that. In a, you, we, no one begrudges you the, sal- the whatever you money you make because you're actually fighting against racism, right? And oh, yes, they been- do. Oh, yes, oh, they, they do. do. And they oh, begrudge right. me. Oh, yes, they do, because they begrudge me that because I am fighting racism. Oh, right. We've got a huge population in this country that do not want racism, racism changed. Right. We have indoctrinated people to the idea of white supremacy for so long that we, most of the population in the United States believes in that idiocy, and it is pure, unadulterated idiocy. Nice. Number one, there's no such thing as race. Right. There's only one race. It's called the human race, and we're all members of it. Amen. We do not want to admit that, and we can keep that out of the schools, and we've done very a very good job of doing that. They're attacking, they're attacking Killer Mike because he's big, and he's male, and he's black, and he has no right to say the word uterus. Right. Now, I want everyone to know, before you take that out of context, Jane Elliott is not saying he has no right to say the word uterus. She's critiquing people who say that, right? And you, Jane, you are someone who is not supporting Hillary. And for you, the issues are policy ones and not um, gender identity ones, right? Can you talk about what policies or what positions that Bernie takes that you prefer to the positions that Hillary takes? They are taking many of the same positions, but from a very different position. Okay. Bernie Sanders is taking it from the position of, I'm an old man. I see these things. They're wrong. They need to be changed. I want to get them changed before I pass on to my dubious reward. I'm doing this because I think it's necessary that these changes be made for all of us. Things will not get better for blacks until they get better for white women and white white people who are living in poverty. These things are absolutely essential. Mrs. Clinton is going at this from a position of, I have wanted this position ever since I was 15 years old. I have worked hard to get it. I've played the game the way that, that worked for me, and I intend to do whatever I have to do to get this job. Now... For her to say, I'm a woman, and therefore I should have this job, is totally ridiculous. The position of President of the United States should not depend on skin color or gender. It's time to take those two things out of the equation. If it depends on gender... And if you have to have a huge, if you have to be a woman to do it well and do it right, then we have had a whole lot of unsuccessful presidents, haven't we? 
right. since 1776. Right. This is ridiculous. The uh, right. fact that she's female should never have been brought into play, but now that it is there, let's talk about it. Right. And what about the comments that Hillary had made in 1994, her support of the 1994 crime bill, about black men, black young men being predators, being brought to heel? Not just gangs of kids anymore. They are often the kinds of kids that are called super predators. No conscience, no empathy. We can talk about why they ended up that way, but first we have to bring them to heel. I think the very fact that she made those comments at any time in her life, even if she was five years old, it's perfectly logical now to say, do you want to explain that? Right. Have you changed your attitude in that area? Right. And if you haven't, do you realize that a large percentage of the population is compo- composed of people of color, at least half of them male? Right. Do you really want to use those terms and not apologize for using those terms? Do you really want to have us think that NAFTA was good for people of color and for poor uh, people in this country? It absolutely was not and is not. Right. We actually yeah. had Greg Grandin on, and he was talking about how NAFTA and all these laws that were passed by the Clintons, by Bill, and, and supported, you know, I guess also by Hillary, although we can talk about that and how fair it is to to, to bring her into Bill Clinton's policies. Um but, of course, uh, someone else who has made the point that you're making about the black vote and the Clinton legacy is Michelle Alexander, who wrote an article in The Nation about why Hillary Clinton doesn't deserve the black vote. Okay, that was in 1994, her support of the 1994 crime bill. Um, and that's what we can call uh, dog whistle language, coded racist language. Uh, Absolutely it yeah. was. And if, you, and if you read if you read the new Jim Crow, mm-hmm. here we are. You need to read Michelle Alexander's book, The New Jim Crow. You have to realize that we are still back in 1945 here. We had made progress. We haven't made enough progress. And we certainly will not make progress with the black community or the the Native American community, the community of those those communities of people of color, who, as long as we continue to try to sell the myth of white superiority mm. and to try to sell the myth of race. Mm. Anyone who hasn't read the book, The Myth of Race by Sussman, needs to get it and read it tomorrow. Okay. We'll because we are living in ignorance in this country, and white people, instead of talking about white privilege, we need to talk about white ignorance. Mm. Interesting. Reggie is shaking his head. Uh, you're here with me and also Gabe Pacheco and Reggie Johnson, and, and there's a lot of head shaking. Um, can you tell me how you reached out to, or how you how you met Killer Mike, and how you heard about the comments that you that you made, and how how they exploded all over the internet? <laughs> Killer Mike called me a couple of weeks ago, and I don't even remember why it was that he called me. Right. But he called and said, "This is." He left a message on my machine. I didn't recognize his name. I didn't know any. I had no idea who Killer Mike was. Then, okay. But he left the number, so I, I think I called the number and said, this is Jane Elliott. What was it you wanted? Right. And then he was very, very complimentary in his remarks about me, and I thought, that's lovely, and I appreciate it. And when a person of color says to me that I know what I'm talking about, right. I'm extremely flattered because I, I am white and I have had to learn this the hard way. I'm sorry, I've had to learn it the easy way. Right. Exactly. I haven't had to live the way people of color have had to live in this country for the last 400 years. Right. But these, you need to understand, and by this is gonna, people are going to take this out of context, have at it. Sure. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one race, and we are all members of the same race. These black people and all these other people, because of the ignorance of white people who are being abused, are my brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and I have a hard time with people abusing and enslaving my relatives. I want it stopped. 
Right. And I want it stopped yesterday, but we won't get it stopped if we are hire, if we are electing people who make remarks like the kinds that have been made by the people who are running for the presidency right now. Right, and also the policies, right? It's not just rhetoric. It's oh, the policies. Insane policies, policies that are going to take us farther and farther away from one another, separate us more and more. We've got all this. We've got more separation than we can stand right now, and it is not based on skin color. There's nothing wrong with skin color. It's based on quite ignorance about skin color. Right, and of course, it's an interesting thing that people are talking about these comments, right? Uh, People are saying that, oh, you know, Killer Mike, they're, they're either attacking him or they're pretending to be sympathetic and saying, oh, well, the campaign should have done a better job. I don't blame him, which is really condescending, right? Because they're basically saying this big black rapper, what can we expect? Who cares about what he's saying? He's not a feminist, right? Like, uh, And he can't possibly speak for himself. Right. And he can't spot possibly speak with intelligence right. or awareness. And the thing is, you can disagree with that with what Killer Mike said. Michael Renders, his real name in real life, you can disagree with that without pretending that he's a misogynist who's anti-uterus. I mean, what he did explicitly in the same speech uh, was talk about social justice policies. He was making an, ar an argument, which you can agree with or disagree with, about identity politics. And as I said in the, the thing I wrote on Rosary, you can say he's being this insensitive towards gender, towards reproductive rights, towards whatever you want. You can make these arguments. I may or may not agree with you, but they're intellectually honest, I would say. What's not this is pretending that he's saying that it's not, you know, being a uterus somehow isn't, isn't, doesn't qualify you as if it's a disqualification. Um, or at, so or as if he's not equally he, dishonest. What's equally dishonest is to, to approve of Madeleine Albright repeating over and over right. that there's a special place in hell for women who do not support other women. Right, right, exactly. Now, I don't support women because they're women. I support women because they're either right or I disagree with them because I think they're wrong. Right, exactly, totally. I say, I can say the word vagina because it's a fine term to say. It's a great term. But some people say, I don't vote with my vagina. Here's what I say to that. Vote with your vagina, but make sure your vagina is informed on policy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's yeah. put that on a Good luck with sticker. that. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to be a, a – uh, there are a lot of low-information in, low vagina voters. It's hard to uh, – Absolutely. Yeah. And there are a lot of, of low-information who are supporting Donosaurus T. Rump. Oh, Donosaurus T. Rump. We love him. But the women can't – the women love him. I don't know if you know that, Jane, but the women <laughs> love him. They really do. Um, Girls may love him, but women know no, better. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone. Somehow his wife. I mean, the big, blacks love him. Difference. The women love him. Mexicans love him. Chinese love him. Jane, everyone loves him. Get hip to it. Come on, you got it. You got it. Well, Forty percent of the Republicans that they poll in every county love him. Oh my God, it's really. That's obvious. hardly. That's hardly blacks, Hispanics, Chinese. Right, right exactly. No, it's it certainly very scary, isn't. It he, certainly isn't Muslims, including my two Muslim granddaughters. Oh, there you go. We just they they just got unendorsed. Trump just got did not get endorsement from Jane's two Muslim granddaughters. Good to know. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. So media, don't spread that, because we know that you like to spread the stuff that, that she says or the stuff that Killer Mike says. Um, and I said this in my article. It's not like Killer Mike is saying something indefensible and saying, you know, oh, here's what this this ran, this uh, feminist radical educator <laughs> said, uh, so I can say it. I mean, he's making an argument, which you can agree with or disagree with. And... Um, it was just, yeah, it was taken out of context. And again, lest anyone think that he's actually saying that a uterus is somehow a bad thing to have if you're running for president, he actually explicitly said on Twitter that he would support Cynthia McKinney. He said he likes Nina Turner, uh, Connie Rice, and Elizabeth Warren. 
So it's not about the uterus. It's about the policy. It's about social justice policy. He named several uh, alternatives. He named uterine-having alternatives. He named people with <laughs> uteri who he would support. So media and Twitter people, stop pretending that this is what that's about. Again, you can make intellectually honest arguments. And, of course, this is a way to not talk about policy. Now, I wrote about it myself. We're talking about it now. But that's because we want to draw attention to the fact that it's a, this debate is a distraction from the policy differences. Um, and that, you know, lots of fe feminists and, and, you know, progressives and social justice people have said that Bernie Sanders is their preferred candidate. And that it, that's not because they, they hold testicles as a, as a litmus test, a litmus testes, if you will. No, he could, be he, he, he okay. could go through a transition for all I care. Yeah, At this exactly. point in his uh, campaign, it'd be <laughs> right. totally fine. Right. Yeah. Be great. The whole thing is a tempest in a teapot once again. A tempest in a teapot. <laughs> Now, Jane, can you tell us about how you were inspired to make this kind of landmark uh, study that you did that is still used in, in education, correct? It's still used yeah, in I would hope it is diverse. used, but I hope it isn't used by teachers who would use it wrong. Oh, and I have heard true. of teachers who did it wrong, and it's a terrible, terrible mistake to use that exercise and use it in the wrong way. People so, who do it wrong shouldn't do it at all. So what is the uh, right I way to use it? I, I was raised by a father who said, a man's judged by the company he keeps, and the best of companies none too good. And he also said, never judge a book by its cover. Mm. And he said, never put a never put a stone in another man's path. Mm. And he believed that, and he lived that way. And I I had lived in Waterloo, Iowa, for eight years, something like eight years, my husband and I. And I watched the way people of color were treated in Waterloo, Iowa. And my husband ran a, ran a store for National Tea Store uh, Food Company, and his his. The customers he had, it was in the black section, the customers that he had were mostly black. And we learned that most of the things that we had been taught about black people as children were wrong. Mm. Absolutely, totally wrong. We made good friends in that, in that community and only left there when the race riots were going to start. We didn't want to take sides in that, so we left there. But we learned that we had been horribly, horribly miseducated and... It, it has it totally changed the way I see my world and my place in it. Right. Wow, that's great. Um, my dad would say, don't do it to another person what you wouldn't want done to yourself. I don't believe in the golden rule. Now they're going to say she doesn't believe in the golden rule. Right. Wait a minute, before you, you devil, write that. Devil. I, be <laughs> I believe in the platinum rule. Ooh, what's that? Do unto others as others would have you do unto them. Ooh, as opposed to I'm as not sure that everybody wants to be treated. I'm not sure everybody wants to be treated the way I want to be treated. So I can't treat others the way I want to be treated. I have to treat them the way they want to be treated. And in order to know what that is, I have to ask them. I have to listen to their answer, and I have to do as they ask. Right. The golden rule originally was in Chinese philosophy, and it said... Do unto others as others would have you do unto them. But we what folks, we good Christians, turn that into a power play for us. Right. And it works. It doesn't work because we don't treat people of color. We white people do not treat people of color the way white people want to be treated. We wouldn't dream of doing such a thing. Right. But right now we're scared to death that they're going to be in the numerical majority in this country, and we might be exposed to the kind of thing that we have done to them. And if you think I'm exaggerating on that, then you need to read Ben Wattenberg's book, The Birth Dearth. Okay, The Birth Dearth. If you haven't read it, get it and read it, because he says, and he was a member of the American Enterprise Institute, gave advice to presidents of the United States. And he says the problem, the main problem confronting this country today is there are too few white babies being born in the United States. If we don't do something about this and do it soon, this will no longer be a white man's country. 
He says the third, the third solution that he has, and the first two are totally ridiculous, but the third one is the worst. He says the third thing we have to do is remember that 60% of the fetuses that are born in this country every that are aborted in this country every year are white. If we could keep that 60% alive, that would take care of our birth dearth. Wow. Now, does this sound racist to you? Wow. Yeah, it sounds Whoa. like the pro-life uh, contingent has a kind of a racist strategy to it as yeah. well. It had that, that whole Planned Parenthood nonsense, destroying Planned Parenthood, and that whole right-to-life business is about white right to life. That's true. And they and they love they love life until the fetus or zygote actually turns into a, a human being at which point they couldn't care less and it's left to defend for itself, die without And that health mother care. becomes a single mother and why are you a single mother? Why did you have a child out of wedlock? Right, right. And that's her yeah. and her punishment is to not be able to get an abortion and not get health, you know, any benefits or food for her kids because she made a mistake and that's so Christian, so Catholic. Um, right. So the, this whole thing, if you read Ben Wattenberg's book, you'll understand what this immigration business is about, mm. and you'll understand what the right to life movement is about. And if you think that either one is about morality or about religion, you've got another thing coming. Well said. Thank you so, so much, Jane Elliott. Thank you for joining us. Come back on the show. If you're ever in New York, come over to the studio. And um, everyone, thank you for coming to listen to the show we're here every Wednesday at 6 p.m. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Make sure you go to give2wbai.org. That's give2wbai.org so you can hear things like our exclusive interviews and you can get great gifts like being a film, being a film festival and you can get great gifts like a greatest hits thing and uh, package and you can get a great DVD with Jay Smooth. You can get a great narcomania. Um, really, there's no reason not to support the Katie Halper Show unless you're a homophobic um, person, a racist person, a sexist person who wants to imprison people and you don't believe in liberation. In which case, just keep doing what you're doing. And we're going to go to hell in a handbasket. And we have people like not the listeners of the Katie Halper Show to thank because they're the ones supporting it, right? Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, see you next week at 6 p.m. Bye. Bye. Bye.